0: Hello and welcome back to the Key Arsenal podcast. It is episode 62 today and we have reached the end of the season. Um, it's the the end of our second season since we've been doing the, the podcast. The first season where we've done it all the way through the season. So, yeah, we've, we've, had, we've had a good year. Been here every week through some highs, some lows, some middles. And we're here now to... Review the the season as a whole. I think is the best way of putting it. And joining me to review that season will be all three of the of the crew we've got: Dad, Madeline, and Carl. How are we all doing? All good. We're all right, thank you. Good, fine. Yeah, we had to. We well, we didn't intentionally have a week off. I need, think we need a little bit of therapy after the game against Tottenham and the game against Newcastle. Um, so we had a couple of days where we delayed it slightly, unfortunately, and then a few things got in the way. But yeah, now we've reached the, the climax of the season. Ultimately, the, that la- missing out last week didn't change too much. think The feelings then will be very much similar to how they are now. A sign of progression overall, but ultimately a pretty disappointing end. Dad, let's start with you. It was just uh, just about sort of finishing it off on, on Sunday, but we we knew we knew our fate, didn't we? And we, I mean, we knew our fate. I've tried to take the
1: positives. I said to Carl, if you'd have asked me before the season started, would I have taken fifth? Yep. If you ask me, I think that's probably where we probably should have finished somewhere fifth sixth probably yeah if I'm the disappointment is the team above you um the difference being two blokes who can score goals and if you're honest I'm not sure we're good enough for the Champions League again Carl and I had a bit of a conversation and there's positives. You can take lots of positives. You can go, okay, if we went in the Champions League, I think we'd really, really struggle. And I'd probably be at best open for third in the group. Um, and the Europa League potentially gives you an opportunity for one or two coming through to play, get some experience, let's call it before Christmas. And then, We'll see from there. See, I'm trying to be positive there.
0: Yeah, it's what we said quite a lot of times, Dad. Fifth would have been good at the start of the season, but you can't help but feel disappointed by, by the end. No. So, yeah.
1: Disappointed with two of those performances. If not totally shocked.
0: Yeah, Cole, moving on to you. Um, agree with what, what Dad said there, that fifth good at the start of the season doesn't maybe look as good
2: now. Yeah, I th- I th- I think we was we was thinking it was gonna look the top six. We was hoping that uh, I I must have been, I had in my mind that we'd be challenging or or Leicester, ever and Aston Villa would be challenging the six with us, if I'm being honest, and 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 none of them really did. Um Maybe West Ham as well. Um, I thought top four was nailed on with Man United in there. I thought Spurs would come fifth, and we'd come sixth. And you look at all the stats; all the stats point actually to us coming fourth, bar the uh, bar the sticking the ball in the back of the net, where where uh, Spurs have got two quality players up front, and they made two very good signings in the in the January transfer window that that strengthened their team. I don't think them signings would have strengthened ours. Uh, Kuliszewski and who's the midfield? I can't remember his name there. Bentecourt. Bentecourt, yeah. And they, they strengthened their team uh, and they strengthened in, in areas where they were a bit weaker. Um, so a fair boost to them. They've done that well. The only place we, we needed to strengthen was up front. With hindsight, we probably would have given Eddie a go earlier on. I know Madeleine um, probably would agree with that. Um, he certainly has proved the point in in what he's had left. Even the games he didn't score, he he showed a, a level above what Lacazette can provide. If I'm being honest, and I'm a I was a I am a big fan of Lacazette, as you know. But um, he just I think he he just went off the. Uh, just wasn't up to it in the end It just was really struggling um but apart from that yeah yeah top six you got you got to say me yeah, happy with that europa league probably is a better league for us to be in it will give us a the, uh the keeper is it trustees coming in next year He will get some gains in that you would expect some of the youngsters whoever doesn't go out on loan to uh, um to get some game time um, i don't know if they'll try and sort of split it so that. We have some out on loan pre Christmas and some out on loan post Christmas. I don't know how that will work. Pass. Um, but yeah, you'd you'd like to think that a few of the players would get some get some game time, a few of the youngsters, which would be great if they do. Um yeah, so not not as deflated as perhaps I would be if if I thought at the start of the season we were gonna be all right up there. It was lovely to be challenging again, to be honest.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think the disappointment we've we felt sort of compounded towards the last two weeks of the season was sort of shared across the whole season the last two years when, to be honest, we weren't in the playing, in the running for anything at all. So very disappointed now, but that's probably how we felt the last two years. Just not all in one go. Madeline, same same question for you. Um, fifth at the start of the season, taking it and now maybe some some regrets
3: yeah i think it it's it's hard when you miss out anyway it's harder when you miss out to that lot and i think that if, if if we'd been if you'd said oh at the beginning of the season two points off top four and you'd have said oh it's man united that have beaten you by two points we probably all would have turned around and gone. Poof. We've had we've had a good season in that case. Then the fact that it's that lot that have done it, and the fact that we had such a poor end to the season, and we lost six of our last twelve. If you go for it, we 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 could have afforded to lose five of games of our last twelve and get top four. Um. So I think that's probably. Well, that's definitely where the disappointment comes from, and it's heightened by it being them. Um, and I think I I sort of said all season I could see many positives in us being in the Europa League, in terms of youngsters getting opportunities. I've read today that Petino, Aziz, and Hutchinson are going to be promoted to the first team so it almost looks like they're not actually going to go out on loan at least for the first half of the season and um, I did I I was a bit at the weekend thinking you could shove one of those youngsters on the bench on but I think in hindsight we might look at it and go well that's not that it's almost been really, really good for us. Obviously, the Europa League was where Saka came through, Smith-Rowe came through. To an extent, Martinelli came through as well. Um, It's where they've all really had their their opportunities to shine um, before they eventually made made the jump to the Premier League. And the Europa League's quite often actually given us a pretty accurate idea of whether someone's going to look good enough in the Premier League as well um and the convenience of hopefully the likes of Saka not having to play absolutely every single game next season uh if and I presume it'll be Hutchinson that's his understudy um can be a dependable understudy in those Europa League games maybe in the early rounds of the cup or whatever um so I think that is a bonus would I think when we were doing all right in the Europa League and we were getting to semi-finals and finals of the Europa League, none of us really gave a toss that it was the Europa League and not the Champions League. Because if you can get far in the Europa League, it sounds stupid, you take that over losing in the last 16 to whoever in the Champions League. So that... There's there's an excitement around the club already, which I think could only heighten if we get to the latter stages of the Europa League. And that obviously is an if. Um, But that sense of excitement of a European night is a European night, whether it's on a Tuesday, Wednesday or Thursday. It's a semi-final of a European tournament is a semi-final. And that's a semi-final that you've got a lot more chance of making in the Europa League than you do in the Champions League. And with a young squad, maybe it's about doing it in separate steps rather than taking one big jump that might actually set you back further than you realise. As we saw a midweek game against Spurs that we got trounced in, we struggled to pick ourselves up. And go again on a Monday night. If you get trounced 5-0 by whoever in the midweek in the Champions League, how much more difficult does that make to get back up at the weekend? Whereas I always call it Thursday night therapy. If you can have some of that, it keeps the place in better spirits than oh look, we've we 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 we've just you know Lewandowski's just scored their eighth past us so I think the Europa League almost might help to an extent with the atmosphere around the club as nice as Champions League football would have been and this is me definitely trying to be positive and not me saying oh I would have preferred Europa League but there is positives in it And I don't think the positives should get lost in a, oh, it was a slightly, it was a disappointing end to the season.
2: You're bang on because I've I've forgotten about this really. I've gone through 20 years of stress in the Champions League. Every game was stressful. When we was playing the Europa League, it was a little bit of a chill pill wasn't it it was a little bit more relaxed everything was more relaxed the players were more relaxed the, the supporters certainly until the latter stages were more relaxed everything around the club was was nicer to be honest and we are <laughs> this year has been a breath of fresh air uh, i think we'll all agree with that with the way the fans have been proper engaged with the, with the players and it gives them the opportunity i know that i'm looking for a positive and a negative um but it gives the players and the the, the supporters, the opportunity to um, continue to um, cement that bond. it's great. Just look at the positives now. (laughs) Forget the negatives. I would love to have been in the Champions League. We're not in it. We're in the Europa League. I'm going to find the positives. And that is definitely what you said about it.
1: And the only reason you say a positive that you wanted to be in the Champions League was the theory of we get more money Potential yeah, potentially Can attract a better player
2: Yeah I mean no, Let's be honest about it. In Europa League I've got a chance of getting to A few away games I wouldn't have had a prayer Well actually I probably would have and Get a few Champions League games But I've got I've got a chance Of getting two tickets For every single one With a bit of luck
0: Yeah We'll see you there Cole Yeah indeed <laughs> yeah, I, I think you're right about the the Europa League being relaxed. In fact, sometimes it it's almost too relaxed because you get asked what you're doing on a Thursday. No, I ain't got anything planned. Oh, sorry, I do. Arsenal are playing against some some Swedish some Swedish fishermen. I'm I'm not available. Mind you, we lost to him once, so there you go. Gave Grandpa a career.
2: <laughs> yeah. I did go out to Gimmaris the other year. Well, Gimmaris is lovely. It was lovely was that nil-nil, was it? I think it was 1-0. Was it Danny Ceballos played really well and got injured at the end of it. But he was dreadful. He was so. I think they had a massive storm as, as we were playing, which uh, thankfully didn't last after the match. But, uh, yeah, it, it was proper torrential rain. But, yeah, good fun, though. Good fun.
0: OK, so... We can all see some, at least some level of um, improvement from last year. What do we think is the has been the biggest improvement this this season from last, and that can be an on the pitch or an or an off the pitch thing? Do players, the manager, whoever? Give you some time to think, Madeline. Stuck her hand up nice and early.
3: Can we do an on the pitch and off the pitch? Is that allowed? I feel like the off the pitch is very obvious.
0: Well, go go for it, go.
3: Um. Well, obviously, I think the off the pitch, just the whole atmosphere around the place. Yeah, you know, I think important to factor in supporters haven't really been in stadiums for two years, and that is important to factor in. I think a lot of people maybe went back to the Emirates with the attitude of, I'm going to make the most of being here because I don't know when I might not be here. Um, but I think if I went for on the pitch, it would definitely be the creativity in the side. I think last year we were moaning and we were going, oh, no one creates any chances, and we were defending every striker under the sun going, oh, well, you know you've only got one chance in a game to score a goal. Now we're creating chances, we look exciting on the break, or playing out from the back or whatever. I think the creativity in the side, which is a lot to do with Bodyguard looking a lot more settled, um, I think for on the pitch has probably, for me, been the biggest thing. OK,
0: yeah. go
2: on I, Carl. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with in there. I'd, I'd, I'd say um, on, on the off the pitch thing with these fans, I think we've lost a lot of our prawn sandwich brigade. Um, over them few years, they've all buggered off and they've been replaced by by younger, uh, more excited fans," says an old bloke. But I, I do think that I think there is a, a it's more vibrant down the ground. It's really it's a nice place to be. Everyone gets behind the team. There's not there's less moans and groans all the time, so it's lovely. Um, on the pitch, just a, a just a bit further on what, what you said, Madden, I mean, it's the youth of the team as well. Not just up front. Uh, the players that have been bought in—they're all—they're all pretty much bowlers. Even the ones we—we—we—we we, 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 we moan about, um, to or, or are moaned about by the press anyway, to a certain extent. That um, they all—they they, they all, all know their jobs and got a job to do. Um, I'll point out—I'll pick up on Ben White, who got slaughtered before when he joined us. I should say, not before he joined us. Before he joined us, he was wonderful. When he joined us, it was—he uh, was slaughtered. Um, and as as was Aaron Ramsdale. Um, and they've both done a great job for us. They both brought something extra to the table. Now I think Ramsdale's performance has probably dropped a little bit at the end of the season. But even then he was still still quality. He just looked very nervous in a one or two games. Um, young. They're all young. And that's what's nice about it, because we can look forward to the next season, and, and and we can see see the positives from this season. And that's one of the positives for me personally, is the youth of the side. They're nowhere near their peak.
1: Okay, and yeah. You know, so a couple of things with me. One thing I noticed this season, when you go, no matter who's been in the team. There's not the one player the crowd are really moaning about. So in past years, uh, you know, let, let's just go, Danny Sabaris comes in for Ozil. People are unhappy. We seem to have lost a bit of that. There's nobody... Even when El Nenny's come in the side, and everyone knows he's not Thomas Party, there's not... You're quite right, Cole, there's not the moans. When... I i i can't think you know I can't think of anybody the crowd are on the back to and Carl, Carl's gone for a long time cole Carl's been a you you remember the days where we had one player and the crowd would really
2: not well, be the, happy mix was one there which used to slaughter um don't go back to John Samuels the slaughter, that's how old I am though but yeah there's always been one there's always been one
1: but we don't think we have that this no no
2: there's, there's there's you know if someone makes a mistake there's a there's a groan but it's not a groan against the player. It's just a oh it, it's broken down you know pepe's lost it Tavares lost it suarez yeah. lost it they the, they're the players who probably struggled more than anyone this season at certain times but i don't think anyone's been ever against them they still are behind them all the yeah. time they want them to succeed. And um, that, that feeling of love has, has been there all season.
1: Yeah, I mean, you have a, and I'm, I'm like you guys, the, the team at, at times, not all the time, has played some fantastic football. And if you look at, you know, we haven't had the greatest end to a season. And you, yeah, Madeline's quite right about last season compared with this season. 18 points in the last 12 games for us this season. 27 in the last 12 last season, which ironically lifted us up to eight. But if if you, you know, I'm trying to be look at all the positives. You look and you think, okay, we got whacked at City. I suppose the one negative is, those red cards. And I'm not saying they're always. Been justified, but I'm saying those. Stupid red cards we've picked up. At times I think have cost us. And we we've we've had a couple of. I'm going to say heavy defeats. Because of stupid decisions, you look at. Xhaka getting sent off at Man City and we ended up getting... Did we get five stuck past us or...? Um, Was it a good challenge? No. Was it the challenge of a bloke with his experience should have been making? No. You look at his challenge against Liverpool in the Carling Cup, whatever it's called now, Carabao Cup. I've I've no idea what's going through his head, what he thought he was going to do. Only he would know what he thought he was going to do. I'm not entirely sure it was a straight red, probably hard to argue against mm. it. Holding, losing his head against Son cost us badly. And the, the three was probably quite generous on us because it could have been more. Mm. Um, Little things like that. But the other side of me is like Cole. You look, Martinelli, if he improves his end product a little bit, could be one hell of a player. you got Smithrow, who hasn't played that much after Christmas. Going to be a great player. you got Saka, providing we haven't totally rinsed him. and Gareth Southgate doesn't flog him as well what a player he could be. You look, Bodyguard, who I absolutely adore. What a player. Ben White, on with Cole. I think he's had some unfair stick. He's had some unfair stick because he cost 50 million. He came from Brighton. And everyone's going, oh, he's too much money. Ramsdale, thought was. We were getting slaughtered for buying him. I wasn't convinced the goalkeeper was what we needed. I'll put my hand up to that, but he's made a tremendous difference. Tommy Ashu, if we could keep him fit. And if, and, and that's where you, you start to look, he's not very old. None of them, the ones I've mentioned are very old, potentially. You've got six or seven players there. that, if you kept them another three or four years. Even if you sold them, you'd get money for them because they're good players and they're young players. On with Cole, they could grow. You've just got to to make the steps as a team so that they believe at the end of it they can win something. I'm not totally convinced at the moment, which is my negative, that we think we can win, especially away against those big teams. That's just an opinion, though.
0: Yeah, we'll come on to some some more negatives uh, in a minute. Yeah, I, I completely completely echo what all of you said. I think mean, you you've all made good points. It's difficult to pick out sort of one biggest improvement. I think for me, I actually enjoy watching us again most of the time, which I have to say, last year I certainly didn't. And by the end of it, after we'd been kicked out of the Europa League, I honestly couldn't couldn't even be asked to watch anymore because. There was no point, and I was getting no enjoyment out of it whatsoever. I actually like the players nowadays. I think that um, likes sort of Brownstale, such a such a great character to have in the squad. Uh, he winds people up a bit, fine by me. Work, works for me. I'm, I I love it. Um, same so, same sort of thing with with Smithrow. So the fact we actually got some likable players now. Because I think a couple of years ago, there were certainly some that, that at very best, divided opinion and at worst were not likeable characters at all. I mean, the, go on, Kyle.
2: One of them, one of them was Granny Xhaka. Yeah. One of them was, And if the redemption of Granny Xhaka this year, you can, I mean, I, I, the, 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 there's, there's talk about the season, he's had a few sending offs, he's had a few... Knocked from the press particularly, um, that soppy shot on Sky in particular. Um, but the the fans have grown to love him again, I, it feels to me, that they're they they behind him now. They I get him a lot more than I did then and I think he's really good for the kids. I know he slaughtered them after one of the matches. Well, he didn't slaughter them. He was asked a question Oh, they're young and they they that was the defence. Is it because they're so young if they if they're so if if they don't want to play they can stay stay at home. And I thought it was a great answer. And he he was spot on. You need to point out the obvious sometimes.
0: Yeah, I thought um, he got slaughtered for that, but I think he was he's very honest. He was frustrated as all of us were at the end of that game. And it well, I'm sure he, well, I'm sure he didn't mean completely what he said. On that game it was it was correct, so yeah, I don't don't know why he wouldn't be entitled to say something
2: like that. Well, because Gary, Gary Neville would moan about anything about us, wouldn't he? So I, I, I ignore him, but I, I I just thought he was absolutely spot on. It needed to be said. The kids, it's, it's just part of the part of the process, I suppose. But as he said, if you, if you, if you can't deal with it, then stay mm-hmm. home. I and mean, they spot on. Yeah. I
3: think just to quickly say nothing epitomises the attitude that the crowd now have to him than he got a standing ovation from everyone in that ground on Sunday in a game where he wasn't bad he wasn't exceptional he got you know the same reception coming off the pitch that someone like Saka did there's a warmth to him now and I think that makes a lot of difference and also going on the likeable players thing, you could go round that stadium and you could ask people their favourite player in that team and nearly every single player in that squad would be mentioned. I Even think.
0: Pepe, loads of people still Even got Pepe shirt, shirts. I think, God knows why. I
3: think, I think there's about two players, I think, that maybe wouldn't be said. And I think that would probably be Cedric and maybe Nuno.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you, you all said the the atmosphere is, has been very good, and yeah, some of it is probably is we didn't have anyone there for years, but it's certainly better than than I could remember it. It, it. I mean, at home it it makes a massive difference. When we went on that first day, got absolutely killed by Chelsea. It was it was still still good at the end, which was was good to see, and sort of on the fact there's. I like the players now. We've got rid of the, we've got rid of some of the rubbish ones, and well, not necessarily the rubbish ones, but the ones that created a bad atmosphere and stuff like that. And we'll discuss whether that really cost us in a minute. But ultimately, players like Aubameyang had his time at the club, was very good for most of it, couldn't be asked to be there anymore. Get rid of him. Don't, don't want players like that. And I think. Mean, that has been something that's improved and it's led to a small squad but it's led to a squad where every one of those players is committed so that I think that is that's the most important thing you'd rather have a small squad of un, of committed players than a large squad of uncommitted players like we've had in the past Then Man United are uh, uh, figuring out now so there you go okay so pl- plenty of positives to take and without being without being too negative, if there was sort of one moment or one thing that you can point out that says that's why we didn't get top four, what would it be? Is it the multiple when we went on a when we lost the game we went on a run of losses and bad results? Is it not strengthening enough in January? Is it not having, not having good enough options going forward? Is it relying on the kids a bit too much? What? Where did we? just get it slightly not quite right
2: everything's with hindsight now isn't it yeah and i I think i think with hindsight i'm not looking at the end of the season the end of the season played out like it was because we knew we had to get rid of these players we knew it i think it what he done was right it would have been nice to get a couple in in the window but but if you look back with hindsight some of the squad players needed to get a bit more time. Certainly, Eddie. I think we might have seen him arrive a little bit earlier, if that was the case, as it's turned out. I mean, this is with hindsight. Probably Pepe needed to play a lot more, especially when he came back from the uh, Africans, because he was so good <coughs> out there. Uh, Rob needed to play a bit more. Rob Holding probably did play one or two more. We run Tomiasu into the ground. Um, we should have done a Liverpool and um, Tierney should have had an injury at some point um, and not gone off on Scotland duty, uh, like Liverpool do with um, Trent Alexander-Arnold and a few others and have done in the past. Um, we, we need to be a little bit more smart. I know it's nice that they play for, for their countries, but we need to be a little bit more smart with that. And that, that sounds very cynical. But it's all with hindsight. So yeah, I would say I'd say squad rotation Probably down to Arteta.
1: Lesson learned. Hopefully. I think on with Carl. I think. I think squad rotations a bit of an issue for us. I think w- when you you know I, I, he's had a bit of a hard time in the second half of the year. Nuno. He probably wasn't ready. He hadn't played for ages. He gets thrown into a game. Doesn't have the best of days. <laughs> doesn't play again for ages. And then all of a sudden, ten is out. And he's thrown in and he's got to play. And he's still in and out of the side. Um, there's, there's bits to him that you can really like. He, he's terrific going forward. But he needs to sometimes learn about positioning, whatever else. If you look, you know, Madeline, Madeline was the advocate for Eddie. Maybe, maybe, in hindsight, it could have given him more of a chance. I personally have no problem with a Bamiyan going. I think it's one of the better things that's happened to the club in the last little while. Whether he went for nothing or not, I'm a personally, nothing against the man. He scored. Terrific goals for us for a few years. Was a really good player, really important. But if we're all honest,
0: he didn't want to be there this season. So completely agree. And the the fact that he scored a couple of goals in La Liga, in a rubbish league, doesn't doesn't change any of my, my opinion on that. Obviously Carl said about hindsight, that's something that I I don't regret doing at all. If Piers Morgan's listening, remember that,
1: Piers. Um, Piss off, peers. And and again, I, I think then it's basically down to people not playing. And we did. I think we left ourselves short, a bit thin, if I'm honest. Didn't have the options up front at all. And I do I do worry that we, you know, we've got Saka. He's played the amount of games he's had. Smith Rowe, I think, got injured. And we were trying to bring him back, and it's still an Arsenal thing, bringing players back before they're properly fit. You you look at the, the two centre-halves, who have been very, very good, generally. But they've played nearly every game until one of them got injured. Or the other one got injured, or whatever. So... Yeah. Um, and ironically, the goalkeeper, who did bring something to the club, when he, when he wasn't available, his standing actually did really well. So I take my hat off to Leno, who I um, wish nothing but the best who will come on to, who will come and who will go. But I wish him all the best because I think when he came in, he did a really good job. He just doesn't suit do what Arteta wants.
3: There you go. Um, for me it's the they're not strengthening in um, January. And I said again, this is a bit with hindsight, and I did say at the time we said I'm glad we've not just panic bought anyone. But that's ultimately been the difference between us and Spurs this season. They bought in two players in January. They were able to allow their two best players to really shine and add a little bit of, ind- well, quite a lot of individual talent as well. Um, we probably should have bought in a loan signing or two um, in January um, just to bolster the squad ever so slightly. Um, Again, that that's with a hindsight, um, but I think that's probably been the biggest mistake. I think we almost could have survived the season without a striker. Um, I, again, would have started Niketia earlier, but you almost could have got away with it if you'd just had one or two more who were going to allow for either players to not have to play 90 minutes, whether that be getting a winger on loan so that Saka could be rested even for 20 minutes of the game so that 20 minutes of the game come the end of the season he's a bit sharper. Um, I think that's probably what's cost us Um, and probably what's allowed Tottenham to uh,
0: finish ahead of us, I think. Yeah, completely agree with that, Matt. I think we said it last week a couple of loan signings. Tottenham had to had to have an option to buy in theirs, but it doesn't mean anything because the player's no good. You don't have to buy them, and they've managed to find two good good loan signings, and they they will they will buy them both, I'm sure. And if we'd have had one that didn't work out, and say, okay, well didn't work out in the short term but it was worth taking the gamble on and you're not going to lose anything from it so that that's certainly one and I think the other one is I mean and this is this is everyone this is fans this is players this is Arteta we, we need to we need to have a bit more faith in ourselves and a bit more a bit more trust in ourselves there's a couple of examples of this the first of which is when Tierney got injured, Arteta not showing the the faith in in Nuno, sticking him at left back. We put Xhaka in there that completely dislodged everything. And as we said at the time, solving one problem by creating another problem wasn't wasn't the way forward. So that's one so for Arteta it's sort of trust your squad. For the fans, it's we had some really good results this year. Um again, the away form was very mixed, but we'd beat teams like Villa, beat teams like West Ham, Leicester, Wolves away from home. And yet when it came to a Monday night game against Newcastle, who we'd all sit here and agree we're a better team than. It was it was panic. It was like we couldn't get get anything from the game before it even started. And whether that fed through to the players or the players themselves felt that because there was there was no belief in that team that day, and that that's ultimately what cost us. And I suppose, as you said earlier, Dad, a couple of red cards as well. Some of them didn't make didn't make a difference, but you look at a Gabriel one against Man City when we were we were comfortably the better team on that day. That was that was a significant one, and we we could if that had been different we could well have been sitting here saying oh well we've we've got top four and Liverpool have won the league but obviously obviously didn't plan out like that but yeah I think overall there's 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 more positives than the negatives you're getting you're getting more good comments than than bad comments at a parent's evening it's just a couple of things to work on and I think uh, I think now we what we're going to do is oh yeah we'll we'll do this first is we're gonna we're gonna do some some awards and then i've got one one question just to just to finish off next this week next week we'll do some some more go more into players analyze some performances decide what we want to do with people who want to bring in so so forth and so but we're going to do some some awards today and um again all of these are for all of you you can say Say your name or your example, um, and yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. Most of them, well, all of them, basically, are, are positive things to talk about, so that that's good. And you you feel free to to say the same name. That's what we want is don't don't feel obliged to change just because someone someone else has said something. Okay, so we're going to start off with with the obvious one. Um, we're going to go for player of the season. Obviously, this will this will be coming out in the, in the next couple of days. I'd imagine Arsenal will be doing their polls. They do a third, second, first. I just want one name who has been your player of the season. Who wants to kick us off? Carl's pointing. I'm not sure who he's pointing at. I'm
2: pointing at Madeline, and then I'll follow. I, I, I agree. I think.
3: Um, I'm gonna go for Bukayo Saka. Um, because as good as other players have been this year, consistently over the season, he's the one that has performed. There's players that have had a good start to the season, a good end to the season. You know, if you split the season into thirds, I don't think you'd give any of his thirds less than a 7 out of 10. I don't think there's many other players you can say that for. He's our go-to man He's Mister. I've got two defenders on me ninety percent of the time, and I'm still going to beat them. Uh, so I think for me, it, it has it has to be Bakaya. I'm agreeing. It's is, is
0: I'm, it I'm clean agreeing. sweet for Bakaya? Well, yeah. I was close
2: with Xhaka as it goes. I, I really have liked Xhaka this season. I think it,
0: he's been fantastic. There, there might be another so award you can nominate nominate. You, Xhaka, you know, you all know who I'm going to
1: say. It's Martin we know Odegaard. God. Because he, uh, there are there are games, I I keep going back to. It. There's there's two players, two players that would get in get in or very close to the City or the Liverpool team, and that's Saka and Odegaard. And there's times. I I I just love the way Odegaard plays football. He's so good and it I agree with you probably it's hard hard to to it would be hard not to give it to Saka but I also think Odegaard
2: consistently been very very good some nice things to say about him but you're wrong of course but yeah that's fine <laughs>
0: OK, um, this one you might need you not know, need a little bit more thinking time. I can ask this and maybe come back to it while you refresh the minds. Um, goal of the season? Not oh, working.
3: I've got mine.
0: Madeleine's got Actually, yours. Actually, you no, I'm it? a
3: little bit torn, but I think I've got it. I'm going for Lacazette, Southampton at home. From yeah, lovely Ramsdale, goal. From Ramsdale back to front.
0: Lo- lovely goal, uh, that.
3: It's, it's closely followed by a Kaiosaka's Watford away because that was some finish but there was nothing that embodied what Mikel Arteta was trying to do with this football club more than that Southampton goal and Lacazette actually stuck it in the back of the net which I feel like probably didn't get the appreciation it deserved at the time uh, so that's the one I'm going for I think yeah.
2: I've got a goal that epitomises yeah, it, was emphatic it
0: more finish as well, actually, very good finish go on Cole.
2: I'm going out for Emil Smith-Rose against Chelsea, which <laughs> started off at the back, and uh, <laughs> Jack stuck it through the guy's legs. If I yeah, remember
0: right, very very <laughs> weird, but also very he good. Stuck it through
2: Alonso's legs, by the way. <laughs> it was just unbelievable. It went from oh no no at one point Oh, this is okay. Oh, it. this is very good. Maybe Eddie lost it for early doors or someone like that. <laughs> it went I from think... a possible nightmare to this crisp passing with Odegaard involved again and Saka. And it was just, I just loved that goal. I could watch it over and over
0: again. I think I think I remember Cole being in the pub at that point, almost having a heart attack, Jackie doing his <laughs> thing, passing it to Odegaard and just going, imagine if we scored from this now.
2: Uh, it was, it was just great and a nice finish to finish it off as well and um yeah that was um, my um, favourite goal
1: so you you the the Southampton goal yeah fantastic goal the sacker at Watford yes I'm going to throw two more in for different reasons Granite Jacker against Manchester United yeah has to basically because it was the stinky Manx and we deserved it and Cole and i sat watching arsenal play newcastle november time yes and martinelli came on and dinked the goalkeeper yeah over his shoulder that
3: one that one's clutch from you dad and,
1: yeah and and, and i'm gonna to say to you that the Southampton goal, the Chelsea goal, yeah, they epitomise everything you you want to see, and it's very Arsenal early years of Wenger, you know, playing the ball, pass, pass, pass through. But Granite Jacker, somebody actually thumping a ball, and for all I can't remember, was it Gary Neville going? Oh, I'm sure
0: Eddie's offside because. That 6 foot 12 goalkeeper It wouldn't have been Gary Neville Because it was on BT Whoever it was One of the idiots I'm Rio. sure he's offside Rio there you go I said he was an
1: idiot Then And then The As I say Gabriel Martinelli's goal Against Newcastle And that was just that he, He's got to improve his finishing But to do what he did was unbelievable. And for a bloke who hadn't scored for ages as well.
0: Fantastic. Here you go. Yep. I've got just a couple more to, to throw in there. I'm going to throw in another Martinelli one against West Ham. When we were we were playing really well that day. 0-0. It, this was the, the first time I think we got into the top four just before Christmas it was an evening game we played really well I hadn't got a breakthrough and then Lacazette picked the ball up deep Martinelli ran beyond him played him through one touch and he finished it sort of well I mean we all call it we know what we call we call it Henri-esque sort of round ran the keeper um, so that, that was a really nice goal I think that um, deserves a mention but I'm actually going to go for one that that no one's mentioned and it's sort of lovely, nice goal. But for the moment, the Smith Rowe goal against Tottenham, when the, this, the Saka and Smith Rowe just started getting going properly, we had a terrible start to the season. Northland Derby fans back and nice nice bit of play, and Saka pulled it back for Smith Rowe and just slid it in really nicely. That that is a moment that was a sort of Yes, we're we're back, sort of moment.
3: Big shout out to Martinelli's goal against Watford as well.
0: Yeah, that that was a lovely goal. Here you go. We've we've uh, Odegaard a free kick against Burnley as well. We've had some we've had some nice ones. Out, uh, well, having an an absolute standout, I
2: think. So, Odegaard's goal the other day. It's quite yeah. a, I really yeah, liked
3: that. Lovely. Dad nearly bought out the Burkamp squad. I could see it on the tip of his tongue. <laughs>
0: It was so casual. That was good.
2: i had more Carnu. I would have said, like you know, although Carnu would have probably gone back and waited for the player to get up again, and then put him back on the floor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hit okay. the ball under his size fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're going to go now for everyone's favourite. Madley, I know you're a particular fan of this one. The most improved player of the year.
3: Oh, you were crap last year, but you've been all right this season award. I think think I've got mine. Okay. I think there's two that stand out. I'm actually going to go for Thomas Party. Because I think there was flashes last year where we went, yeah, that's a player we've signed. This year, the way that he's become an integral part of that team and everything that it goes through, maybe it goes unnoticed sometimes. Um, I think party for... He's probably he's had a bit more time to fit in, I would say. Been fitter for most of the season. Um, but probably could say Granite Xhaka's up there, or you could say... Actually, I don't know how much Xhaka has improved or whether we've all decided to start appreciating what he's actually done. Um, and then, obviously, I think Smith-Rowe's... Right, he's, he's, got...
0: definitely, he's definitely improved in that, yeah. in that new new position.
3: And, and I think Smith-Rowe probably stakes a claim for the development he's gone from last year to this year to his end product...
2: But I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go Thomas party party for Madeline from most improved. Carl. Well, I I, I I'm not gonna to go to Smith Row, even though he's he's one of my favourites or my favourite, as you know. Um, I think he had a, a a troublesome end to the season. I think there's an injury there, but we'll see. It, it seems to it, it seems to beat them anyway. I'm actually going with Martin Odegaard, even though last year when he came in, we thought, oh, we got a player here. And when we bought him, we was all saying, I'm glad we got him. I think he could be something special. Well, I think he's proved he's something special this year. I still think there's another level. But um, yeah, so what we saw last year was like a a, a a taster. And this year he's he's gone up to another level. So I'm going to go for, for for Martin Odegaard.
1: And on with Carl, it would have to be Odegaard. From, from the player we had on loan for the second half of last season, to the player we got now the other one i'm going to mention which is completely left field but is the end to the season is elneny yeah but
3: because, he's played like five games but not to discredit your opinion you is, or
2: anything
1: all i say to you is i've never seen him pass forward so many times
3: no, That is facts.
2: he's he's only in there though because Mathen's choice got injured yeah <laughs>
3: yeah
2: no, I, I know what you mean though yeah, he, he really he's, done,
3: he's does. done very well he also really embodies the most improved position because he really does Im- embody that you were crap last year and this year you've been slightly above average and we've decided that you feel even better because you're not really that good
2: he fit. I've always said he he does what it says on the tin. He's, yeah. he's just a certain type of player. He's a really handy squad player, and uh, I think Arteta's come to that conclusion as well. He'll he'll not let me down. He's got his deficiencies. He'll he'll try his best at all times.
0: Yeah, I, I think I'm going to agree. I think I'm going to go for Erdegaard. I think that um, he, he sort of embodies what, what we were saying earlier that he was he was on loan, and, I mean, it was. It was mixed. I, I was a fan last year, but I thought there there was more to come. I thought, would I sign him if we get him for the right price? Yes, they kept looking at that price. Thirty million in the end for me was a no-brainer right from the start. And the, it obviously took him a while to adapt to the Premier League on that loan spell. He clearly had, and by the time he came back, he was he was brilliant, and he clearly clearly enjoyed playing his football there as well, which is something that is a shame really that he hasn't been able to do that other places but now it's to our benefit and hopefully we'll get to enjoy it for for many more years so that's most improved player um next we're going to go for surprise player of the season the the player that um you thought oh he's he's done better better than i thought he could it's got to be
3: aaron ramsdale
1: I was going to say that there's two in there. On with Madeline, Aaron Ramsdale, and I admit I wasn't sure why we brought him to start. My other one was because i would not seen him, which is Tommy Yasu, because when he's in the back line, and he, I've seen him now play three positions admittedly for short times, he, he's calm. He He doesn't seem to get beaten. Calm, in the air. Controls himself, even when some thug puts his foot on his head. Keeps his head. Tommy Yasu is the one I think probably more than anything is the one. And it's probably out of ignorance because I didn't know much about him, but really surprised me. And what you do notice is
0: when he's not in the side, we're not as good. Yeah, they're they're the two for me. Has has to be. Um, I, I'm I'm going
2: with Ramsdale as well.
0: I th- I think it would be be harsh not to give it to Ramsdale based on well I suppose based on appearances more than anything else. But yeah, Tommy Asu is another good shout. I'm like you, Dad didn't didn't really know much about him, but a com- complete surprise. And should he stay fit, that's one that hopefully will will be set there for many years and look much more solid. Um. Okay. This one is this one's gonna be hard um because we obviously we had quite a few to choose from and none of them were particularly bad it's signing of the season so obviously we've already given some awards to some some signings but if you had to pick one as a signing of the season who would who would it be
2: uh, I, I, for me, it comes down to the two we've just mentioned, Ramsdale and Tomiyasu. And because I given Ramsdale one, I'm going to give Tomiyasu one. That, that's it. I, I do think all of the signings have brought something to the table. I'm trying to think if there's one that hasn't. I mean, uh, uh, Nuno had a, a, a gr- not the greatest end of the season. He needs to, he's got a lot to learn. I would say rather than to discount him. Um, same with Lekonga as well. The same with Lekonga, who I think is going to be a terrific player. But um, yeah, I, I'll go. I'll go for Tom. Yes, who on that one? I think that's a bargain. I really do think it was a bargain, and the fact he got sneered at on 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 Sly TV about us uh, signing him um, when when they bought uh, what's his name. Cave or whatever he is. He was a geezer who went to to. It's got a, got a, got a burger in it. Um, Royale, Emerson Royale. Um, I mean, apparently it was in him. Sorry, I, I, I know it's ridiculous. Um, uh, <laughs> the, the, that's a terrible figure. That's, that that's
0: one of the best analogies
2: you've ever seen. <laughs> that's a Royale, isn't it? That's what the they call one the one in the Europe. Burger. The one named Harper, He's a Royale in Europe, isn't it? It's not called a Pounder. There's no such thing anymore. Um, I couldn't think of his name and that's how I always remember it. Um, yeah, we was we were supposed to have been interested in him. We came up with Tommy Asu and there was a few sneers. Well, um, old, old Royale has not been the not a bit like a McDonald's Royale. It's not been as good as it looks, has it? You know, and um, and Tommy Asu has been fantastic. So Tommy Asu.
0: Yeah, we definitely got the the better deal there. So. Hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll, if you look at
1: what we spent on Tommy Asu, I think I think that's probably the signing. Um,
0: yeah, that be it would be one of
1: those two anyway.
0: Tommy, yeah. I was I was shocked you've not given it to her really to God again, Dad, to <laughs> You know I'm 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 changing the name on the on the door. Yeah. I'm I'm doing what I'd hate I hate other people doing because I'm giving Tommy Asu one year. I'm going to give it to give it to Tommy Asu So there you go. I'm giving um, it to
3: Tommy Asu based off the fact if he wasn't here, I would have had to have watched Cedric at right back all year. So any improvement on Cedric was a win for me and was going to win signing of the season.
2: Uh, I don't I don't hate Cedric. I just hate
3: um, a strong he, word. He's,
2: he's frustrates he's, me yeah yeah um uh, uh, for the money yeah, he shouldn't be on the money he's on, but um outside of that, he'd be a decent backup in a normal team, but uh, it's because he's on so much money, we expect that much more.
0: <clears throat> okay, right, last well, it's not really an award it's it's more it's, it's well it's a prediction. which player do you think he will will kick on most next next season? Can based, I was going to say, it can be based off logic or it can be based off someone you just want to see elevate themselves.
1: I'd, I'd probably go with Madeline. I think Martinelli just gets a bit more consistency, that little bit better with his final ball, or shall we call it decision-making. He could be an absolute worldie. The way I look at
3: Martinelli is... He's in the same age group as Saka but he's a year behind based off he had that knee injury when Saka could really kick on. So I'm looking at Martinelli's season this year being not quite as good as Saka's was last year but along similar lines where he was contributing to play. Saka was probably getting more assists than Martinelli but wasn't quite scoring enough goals and the thing we said was he needs to score more goals. I think... Martinelli next year will be a different breed Um, and there's a reason he's already in the Brazil squad so I think Martinelli next year could be
2: yeah I, I think that's fair I'm I'm gonna go a little bit left of field and go younger and there's three players that I'm really interested in seeing from that under-18s team, and seeing if any of them make the breakthrough next year, and, and to what extent. I, I'm not making a prediction here, but I'm just saying it's Patino, obviously, Hutchinson, and Norton-Caffey. Norton-Caffey, I mean. I watched him a little bit of link and not a lot. You don't get, you know, you don't, you don't, I don't, don't sign up and watch loads of their games. But I watched a little bit of the highlights and everything else. He does remind me a little bit of Nuno, in the way he gets forward. He's a big old beast as well. Um, yeah, he's, they're under 18s. So that they, they, they were still eligible playing the Youth Cup this year. So one of them. As a sniff for the first team next year, I, I think that's that would that would be interesting. As a sniff for the first team, as opposed to the Europa League, I think they would they'll, they'll possibly all mm. get the Europa League or be on out alone. Um, but if they get a sniff for the first team, it'd just be interesting to see.
3: I think Leofa and Carlos Flores.
2: Yes, sorry, I apologies.
3: Probably in better end to end to the season than any of them, probably based off the fact that he was actually playing and. Uh, obviously, Hutchinson and uh, Patino were in the first team squad without obviously actually playing any football. They had to be patient, but, didn't
2: they?
3: Yeah, and he he got his opportunity and he took it. So
0: yeah, yeah. And Carl Cole said the name I was going to go for. I think N- Norton Coffee I think that that is the that's the joy of the Europa League is that we can have six games to to have a look at these these kids, and I think he's going to look very very good and if Tommy Asso gets injured again could be someone that we can we can chuck in there or if not someone that by the end of the group stage round of 32 stage get towards the business end of it we can send him out on loan in January to a championship club and he'll do really well there so that's that's who I
2: I think. I think it's very interesting with all all the with these youngsters there's a few others as well um just to see how they progress now they they they, 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 they look like they, they're ready for an opportunity and it'll be it'll be fascinating to see if they can progress and uh t- craft that net as such
3: the other one without tempting too much fate is um mr william saliba
2: oh yes
3: who obviously today Arteta's has made very clear is in his plans yeah, this discussed. is
0: this is annoying me. Actually, it's absolute rubbish. This, some of these stories you read.
2: So yeah, they're not, they're not, they're 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 not playing with the truth. They're taking the comment out of context. Yeah, yeah. which is which is which is wrong. But that's what the press do because they're a bunch of shit. I mean,
3: at least at least Salubra will be used to it before he's got to the Premier League. Um,
2: yeah. yeah, indeed.
3: I think he could be one.
2: Find yeah. subs next year in everything as well. Yeah. Which is gonna, gonna hopefully give a, give a few more. I forgot about
0: that. that. That's rubbish, by the way. But anyway,
2: um, well, do you know, Oh, I love that. I, think I hate that's, it. That's, no, no, I agree with it. I think it's right. I think, I think it it's depends
3: gonna... what's depends what squad you've got, haven't it? isn't it? Go Would I have taken five subs this season? Absolutely not.
0: It just it just benefits all, all the good teams, um, and we no, we no, might no, well no. be we might well benefit from it, but. We'll see, Perhaps and the, we
2: should go for five, five, uh, five under um, uh, um, twenty-one players. Scotland done it at one point, didn't they? They had to have a certain mm-hmm. amount of under twenty-one players. Um, maybe that's what we should do in, as a as a league. But,
0: and yeah. the the final question is is not not an award. It is do far too early. Make an aspiration or a target for for me next year. What do you? What do you want to see now as a as a goal?
3: What that we achieve?
0: Hopefully, yeah. Top I mean, four we. I'd
3: Europa quite like league. to.
0: I'd quite like to win the league, but I'm not sure it's going yeah. to happen.
3: No, 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 no. i see what it's saying. Uh, top four Europa League and a decent cut run. Not too much then. That's
1: top a realistic. Four. I'll take top four in the Europa
2: League now. I'd say top four and a trophy. I'd like yeah, to I'd like that. to win a trophy just a sort of a bit of icing on the cake. Yeah. <laughs> I'd really
3: like it to be I'm, the Europa
2: I'm League. I'm going Europa I'm league going or FA
0: Cup. I'm mind. going less less bold. I'm saying give me give me the Europa League now. If we yeah, if we win fair, the Europa League, it doesn't no. doesn't matter where we finish in the league.
3: Yeah, that's true. If you win it it doesn't get, really matter. Not only
0: do you get in the Champions League, you get in top one. Apologies.
2: I thought um, you was meaning Europa League qualification. Now, oh no, 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 no. No, no, no,
0: no. no I w- um. Oh, I. This is what I said. It is that. But this season, I'll properly judge based based on next year. If Tottenham go out at the round of 16 stage in the Champions League, fair enough. If we win the Europa League, we we've sort of, I suppose, accidentally in a way, done it done it better than they have. But it has to, it has to be win Europa League. Um, we've been in enough semi-finals and finals in it now. It's win or win or nothing for me. Yeah.
2: Yeah, go on. I'm happy with. I'll be happy with
0: that. I think at the minute it's 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 realistic. Obviously, you never know what teams are going to get in put from the Champions League, but I don't I don't see any reason why why we ain't got the quality to, to go on and win it.
2: Well, it's like the Fairs Cup was a stepping stone for the 71 double team. The League Cup was a stepping stone for the 80, uh, 89 uh, league winning team. They're all stepping stones, so the touch would, yeah, I'm, I'd be happy with that. Who's going to oh. drop out of the top
0: four? Uh. I... I don't think we'll get top four next season. That's why I think we'll win the Europa
2: League.
0: <laughs> I think the ones in danger are Chelsea, actually.
2: So do I. I think oh, Chelsea and Spurs are the ones in danger. Spurs is a quite an old team, you know. Wow. Well, um,
3: yeah.
1: I'd, 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 I I I will be interested to see what happens at Chelsea. ball accounts, their takeover has been approved.
3: They've still
2: but, got a long way to go before that's all done, though. They're not going to run as a charity like a brand, yeah, but the,
0: yeah. the yeah. Premier yeah. League or anyone else isn't going to want to do anything to them. So all I say is they won't go
1: and spend a hundred million on one player this summer, and they've okay. got to go and
2: find a centre half
1: they to might replace
2: get 15, Might get fifteen million for Lukaku though. But that awards it.
1: Who knows? Who they might, knows? Have their, might have to buy their might buy centre half back from AC Milan.
3: No way they can afford him.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, we we'll, we will see next season, and we'll come back next week, and we'll do a deeper look at, at players, what we want to do with them, who we want to bring in, and just our just our hopes and and aspirations for next year. But Thank you all very much for joining me. We've I think we've covered covered the positives there and there certainly is there's more positive than negatives. I think we'd all agree with that. Indeed. Indeed. Yes, yeah, so thank you all for joining me. We'll see you again next week. Thank you all for listening and we'll be back with Nick we'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, it's goodbye.